I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about Married at First Sight with me, Omar Abid and Claire Limmer Abid. Hello. No Sarah at Sarah Clark Celebrates today. No, she's away doing a wedding. Yeah, she's ditched us for an actual real life wedding. Yeah, but um, we can hear the sound of our own voices for the first time <laughs> in, in however many, many weeks. Until we reach her voice note. Yeah, she sent us a voice note letting us know what she thinks of uh, what's been happening over the last few days since we last saw it on Tuesday. Um, we've not listened to it yet, so it'll be interesting to to hear what she has to has to say. How did the tweeting go last night? I was away doing a gig, you had to do the live tweeting, so how did that go? Oh, it was very tiring. <laughs> it was, was it? a lot of hard work. I was so behind. Somebody replied to a tweet saying about how much they liked Bianca, and I was like, I haven't even met Bianca yet. I was so behind. <laughs> it took me a while, and I, I nearly text you, because I've forgotten how you do the little click and frame. So I couldn't get that. But anyway, I got a few picture, pictures, mm-hmm. and it was okay. It was a quiet night last night, though. So there was. it didn't feel like there was a lot to tweet about, really. Yeah, with these new intruder couples, it was quiet. Yeah, it just, it's strange, isn't it? Because you feel like you've just got to know all the original couples. Yeah. And then they bring in some new ones. And it's hard to sort of be that invested in them yet. Even though there was, you know, well, obviously we'll come to them later on. But there were things to talk about. But you just feel like you want to get back to the ones you've, you've already know. Yeah. You know, we've only been, this is the end of week three. So we've not really been following the original ones for that long, especially the ones who were like the last few to get married of that that first those first mm. eight couples, and then we've introduced with uh, yeah. to another another two. I know what you mean. It, 
it felt a bit quiet while I was uh, looking from afar. But yeah. uh, a lot's happened. A lot's happened a lot's this week. Happened. See, it shows how quickly you get invested in the couples, doesn't it? Because only by the end of week three, we're missing them and we want to go back to them and we want to know what's happening. Yeah. So we're invested in them already. <laughs> and I guess being away from them for an episode has reminded us, oh no, we, we want to be back to them. We're too invested in what's happening there. Yeah, yeah, we need to know what's going on. So without further ado then, yeah, let's talk about them. Let's crack on. The first couple we're going to talk about A miraculous turnaround <laughs> Terence and Portia What the hell's going on? I could not believe it when they, we first saw them in the car Yeah, they were like sat really close yeah. together He had his hand on a leg I know Leaning in <laughs> that was probably leaning in body language. That they were so relaxed and they looked like a couple, like mm-hmm. a proper couple. What uh, do you think Mel's advice really worked, or do you think there's something else going on? Because it, it's, it's it's almost too it's much. Miraculous. Yeah, I think there's something else going on. What do you think's going on? Well, I, I think Mel's um, intervention obviously was helpful. Um, but I don't know. I wonder if there's maybe been more intimacy in other ways. Oh, right. You think perhaps? we've had sex? Well, I don't know if we've gone that far. <laughs> but I think maybe there's been a bit more intimate physical contact, perhaps. Can I say that? Intimate physical contact. <laughs> yeah. Sounds a bit... Um, just because of the body language. Because mm-hmm. they've gone from, like, nothing, like, being sat with, like, a mile between them, to being super, super close and relaxed and yeah. fine with physical touch all of a sudden. Well, so when, I just wonder. When we happened. saw them at the, the post-drinks drinks night where they had to talk about Shona and Brad, they were, I was surprised they were even there together. Yeah. And their body language there was quite good. Yeah. Well, I, I noticed it as they were slagging off Shona and Brad. Yeah, it's, it does... But even closer again since then. Yeah, it just it's such a massive, massive turnaround. I don't really know what to expect Mm. From them now. Yeah. Were they involved in much at the dinner party? Well, the only thing I can remember about them at the dinner party, really, is um, Portia was part of that conversation between Ella and Nathaniel and... I can't remember who else. Roz, maybe? About um, love and how you know it's real love and that's what Nathaniel's searching for. Right. And then she gave him that interesting hug. Yeah, it was really, like... (laughs) aggressive hug like his head was almost bent right back <laughs> like you know like we've seen on Strictly where Johannes does his like head <gasps> flick uh-huh. back it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that but forced on him by Porsche yeah he must have good core strength he kept himself <laughs> on the chair <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but he know. didn't seem to mind that Nathaniel no, no. seemed happy with it yeah they, they, I didn't know they'd had any yeah. relationship before that but I guess they they edit a lot of this stuff out. Mm. It's not really necessary for us to see that, and, and now yeah. now we know. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen with Terence and Portia. We'll we'll have to see. I'm still not sure their their values match. Mm. But, I think it's more about lifestyle than values, as we have previously spoken about at length. Yeah, because <laughs> I wonder if they would say that the values are the same, but maybe it's about how those values then play out yeah. in day to day life. Yeah, but maybe they're just they're, they've found a middle ground now mm. where they can at least sort of tolerate each other it seems to be more than just tolerating each other though he didn't he make some comment about 
Oh, how, let's how much he liked her or getting lost in her eyes or, or maybe yeah. that was the commitment ceremony he made some comment like that like you could get lost in her or something yeah so it seems more than just tolerating her yeah well uh, who knows where they'll be next week mm. they might be even more loved up than uh, Paul and Tasha oh <laughs> they'll be the new Paul and Tasha Laura had to go to two events by herself dinner party and commitment ceremony because Arthur was ill yeah that's so. tough that's yeah, a tough road she's had this week I think yeah but it's not I mean Arthur not being there is not ideal for her but it's not like mm. you know it's because they've had an argument which would obviously be worse yeah it's much more comfortable walking into a group setting like that when you can just go oh they're ill as, as of like I know from going to that <laughs> wedding <laughs> last that was week. you last weekend yeah exactly Aww. Um, <laughs> we're still together yeah. what did she say I haven't killed him yeah 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 but yeah you're right Laura was involved in, in I thought it was quite weird the whole thing mm. with the whole thing with Luke Portia properly grasped up <laughs> grasped oh up she Luke. did she was straight in there told um, Laura straight away didn't she because that ha- must have happened in their non-drinks drinks party yeah and she was saying that Luke had said she's a gold digger hmm which I think is quite strong. It's quite strong language, that. Yeah, it's really outdated as well, isn't it? Is it? Do we still use that word? Well, everyone knows what, what it means. You so. know what it means, yeah. But you don't hear it as much now as you used to. <laughs> right. <laughs> In like the 2010s or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. You used to hear it a lot, didn't you? Well, just because can you? <laughs> is that what you mean? <laughs> it's not just that, but people would talk about that kind of thing a bit more. Use that label a bit more, I think. Mm-hmm. than we do now and I think maybe that was Laura's point like it's just lazy like mm-hmm. you don't know you know anything about me type of thing well this um, whole she's looking for a Chelsea boy with an edge yeah thing is where it's where it's come from like but yeah. Luke referenced oh last week on the on the couch you were saying you want someone with money to look after you I'm, we didn't see that I don't I think. don't remember that yeah I don't remember that I'm fair enough but it's a weirdly specific thing for him to say yeah so it, it may be that she said it and it was edited out. Yeah. I don't know that... She seems quite in, independent. Mm, definitely, yeah. And I think, like, it depends how she delivered it, I suppose, as well, doesn't it? Like, if if you say, I want someone with money to look after me so that I don't have to do anything, mm-hmm. that's a totally different thing to maybe I want someone who earns a similar amount to me so we can have the type of lifestyle that I want. Yeah. Like, that's... They're a bit different. Yeah. So... Well, you know. even even with Portia, when we first met Portia, and it was all about, I want someone to look after me. There's nothing inherently yeah, wrong yeah. with that, as long as the other person is on board. Mm. But I think it's what you're saying, is that she might want someone who has a, a, an equivalent amount of money to her, so that then their lifestyles match. Yeah. You know, if you enjoy going to things that cost a lot of money... It's difficult if the other person doesn't have that kind of yeah. that kind of money. Yeah, that's not the same as being a gold digger. No, no. And yeah, I'd forgotten about Portia saying that in her kind of run up and VTs and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Maybe that's partly why she felt she had to tell Laura because mm-hmm. you know maybe she feels she's been misunderstood in that way or misinterpreted in that way as well. I don't know, but yeah, I think Laura did well to go in there on her own because it was the honesty box. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. So then she had to face all of that mm. on her own as well, which is hard. Yeah, it really kicked off with the honesty box, the ranking mm. task that they gave to Oh, I Luke just think Ch- that's mean. That's a mean task. Why <laughs> give that 
at all. But then why give it to Luke and Jay specifically? I think it's. I think they did choose them specifically because Luke will kind of say what he what he thinks, which right. in a lot of ways is admirable. You know, we saw him talking to Brad yeah. at the uh, dinner party when they're all mingling at the beginning, which is oh, I God, think is yeah. is admirable to say to, in certain instances mm. he, he handled that situation like sort of with a with a little delicacy mm. but i don't know this whole thing with laura i feel for, for some reason he feels really aggrieved about the yeah. f- like because he said it's a first impression but at no point did he say and now i've changed my mind yeah and th- there was a sort of thing at that um at that dinner party where yeah it, it wasn't just the first impression because he he turned to jay and said like as an aside or i just think she's stuck up yeah He's sticking to that. He's sticking to that. And in a way, I feel sorry for him because you're allowed to talk about people behind Mm. their backs. Like Mm. he he was whispering that to Jay. But then on the other hand, you know you're mic'd up and you're not being filmed. (laughs) So you may as well, you know. Just say it. I think it's a um, human right to be able to talk about people behind their backs. (laughs) But in in this case, it's like... Because generally you're not being filmed doing it. Yeah, you, you, you are behind no one's back. You're in, you're in front of everyone's face yeah. in, this, in these circumstances. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not like he's, he's changed his opinion because that was three weeks in that yeah. he's saying she's stuck up. And Jay was sort of, I don't know, backing him up, but like the whole thing was, well, we don't know you. You haven't made the effort. Mm. And Laura said, well, it's a two-way street. You haven't made the, yeah. made the effort. Yeah. So... I don't know, some people on Twitter have been saying, yeah, Laura looks looks down on them. I've not, I don't know if I've just missed it. I don't know if we've seen enough or any real interactions between the three or four of them, if we include Arthur. I don't think we've seen any interactions between them full stop, really, let alone to suggest that she's looking down on them. Well, I think it is literally down to certain looks that Laura has, from what people say on Twitter, certain look they'll show... Luke and Jay. Okay. And then it'll cut to Laura. No, but that's not fair. She could have been doing that look for any reason. Yeah, Might exactly. not have been towards them at all. Yeah, but it's hard It's hard to know, isn't it? I've just, mm. Either I've just totally missed something or it's not really there. But I do feel like, mm. certainly at the commitment ceremony, Luke could have just gone. And he was very close to, to oh, grassing people yeah. up as well. He was just saying... It's something that a lot of people in the group. I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah. No, Luke, don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I'm interested to see how it develops because it does feel like there's a there's a class thing Mm, there. It does. And and is it class? Because Laura's she's got a what an an RP sort of accent. Yeah. Like she sounds posh, basically. Luke and Jay don't. Yeah. They all may well be working class. You know what I mean? Just (laughs) like people's accents don't determine determine what they what class they are yeah and is there a chelsea essex thing that we don't know about you know like up here we've got like i don't know rival type places that are near each other Mm -hmm. newcastle sunderland manchester Mm -hmm. liverpool whatever Mm -hmm. is there a chelsea essex thing i don't know I mean, to, they're all the same to me. <laughs> well, that's why we don't understand yeah, it. I yeah. Don't yeah, I don't know. I just envy their, their uh, public transport system. So <laughs> having tried to get get back up this morning after my gig last night. Yeah. Cheers, Rishi. Yeah, no HS2 for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just wondering if there's, you know, Luke's had these past experiences of people from Chelsea or you know I don't know but he seemed to be very stuck on this whole wanting a man to look after you Mm -hmm. and of course that was difficult for Laura 
as she then shared on the commitment ceremony couch because she said that actually she inherited a lot of our money from her dad. Yes. So there's, you know, something that feels maybe hurtful to her to hear those words, you want a man to look after you, or, you know, she lost somebody who then as a result, she's inherited some money to mm-hmm. support her lifestyle or support how she wants to live or what, whatever, you know. So it mm-hmm. must be hard for her to hear that kind of thing. She, it's a big loss for her still. Yeah, definitely. I'm interested to see, oh, on our uh, social media, it does seem like fairly split. There's definitely people right. who support Laura and the way she, she spoke to Luke at the mm. dinner party and took mm. him took him aside. Yeah. I mean, he sort of stuck up for himself, but it was, you know, then it came up again at the commitment ceremony, which has yeah. been bound to happen because they talk about what's happened during, during the week. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it develops. I, I think... Really, it, it should just end there. Mm. But I've got a feeling it won't. <laughs> it never does, does it? No, it never does. <laughs> Paul and Tasha had a productive time on the commitment ceremony couch. Got vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. It was quite moving, I thought. Mm. I mean, we know that Paul's kind of invested and has been since the beginning and Tasha as well but like we said she's taking things a bit more slowly given her history of bad relationships yeah. previously but it was nice to see especially when she said um, she feels safe yeah That's Paul a- as in other Paul Paul C. Bronson did very well at helping them to get there I thought mm-hmm. he kind of stayed with it gave her kind of that safety to be able to say that was how she felt yeah, yeah. So he did he did really well at that, I think. Yeah, she was getting quite upset and it's like you know, you have to sort of embrace that yeah. as part of the part yeah. of the process. Yeah, cuz that must be like you sitting on that couch not only in front of those three experts, but also in front of everybody else in the group and also being filmed and you're probably there 10 hours or something. Mm-hmm. So you probably do feel vulnerable anyway. But, you know, you may not want to show that. So it seems like the experts do a good job at giving the permission, I suppose, and the safety to be able to do that, maybe. Tasha was getting the measure of another member of the group. <laughs> yeah, it was really written all over her face when she was watching Brad. But we'll, we'll come to that. <laughs> so George and Peggy are having kids now. <laughs> do you know how many baguettes has she got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was quite proud of that tweet. That was a good tweet. Yeah, she'll have to get... He replied, actually. He said she'd need to get one billion baguettes. One billion. Mm. (laughs) Where's he got that from? To... Yeah. To, um... For for him to to have a baby. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Relatively productive. He seems to to be changing our impression... Our perception of him. He's been more quiet than I expected him to be. <laughs> mm. I thought he'd be perhaps a bigger character in the group, perhaps causing, not causing more drama in the group, that's maybe not fair, but, you know, perhaps being in amongst some of that drama in the group, which we haven't seen, but there's time still for that. You enjoyed Peggy looking hungover after the dinner party. Yeah, <laughs> with the big shades. big shades on. <laughs> that's what happens when you're hitting the Prosecco. <laughs> Prosecco Peggy, I've seen it on our Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but they did well. I think there was there were no big issues for them on the couch, were there? There were no big issues for them at the commitment ceremony. 
Yeah, I guess they're going along pretty pretty smoothly. Yeah, another yeah. another couple who we thought. I totally know what you mean about the um, George being more involved than any potential drama, but so mm. far it's just like sailing above it. Yeah, and just saying, agreeing to whatever whatever Peggy wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the experts kind of pulled him up on that a little bit on the. Oh no, it was Peggy. Right. She kind of said something along those lines of, you know, I, I sort of question it a little bit because, especially when it comes to kids, he kind of changed his mind really yes. quickly. Yeah. And she felt, you know, you should know if you do or you don't mm-hmm. want kids. I mean, it's, you know, the biggest decision ever, probably. So she did kind of question it a little bit there, didn't she, with him? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can't remember what the resolution of that was. But they seemed to figure it out. The experts seem happy with them. What was their honesty box question? Well, I, I think they might have had two, but I can only remember that one of them was to do with Peggy had to ask George how comfortable he was with the amount of physical intimacy within mm-hmm. the relationship. To which he said he wasn't comfortable, but he was comfortable as long as she was comfortable. <laughs> All right, yeah. It's Something cla- along those lines, yeah, wasn't it's, it? It's classic, George. <laughs> <laughs> At this, at this point, are you all right? I'll do what you want to do. <laughs> but he said, I'm not comfortable. He said that. Yeah. And that's, then... yeah, that's, to, yeah. Okay, fair enough. He did. He did. But, you know, they resolved it. She seemed happy enough with that answer. Nathaniel and Ella had an interesting dinner party commitment ceremony. Yeah. I think he's just, he's just not into her, is yeah. what I think. He doesn't know how to say it. Or... I think he probably is the type of person who does know how to say it, mm-hmm. but feels like maybe he's in a situation where he can't. Do you think he's just trying his best to give it... Give it a fair mm, shot. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe, yeah. And I think he probably does... They seem to like each other. They do seem to get on quite often. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, for him, maybe in terms of a relationship, the connection isn't there enough. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they get along most of the time. No. Yeah, yeah, they do, but it's kind of what Sarah said. It's like they're friends or the siblings or something. Mm. There's no like he's supportive on her when she supportive of her when she had to leave the commitment ceremony because yeah. she was upset. I think he handled that quite well. He went and yeah, he went and got her and said, "You've got this." Which I don't, I just don't like that phrase. I'm sick of hearing <laughs> it from from people like you know. I've, Why? I don't know. It just annoys me. It's like when um, it's like when people say. Oh, I'm sorry I made you feel a type of way. Some it's, type of way. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's when you just say, I'm sorry I made you feel bad. <laughs> or, I'm sorry I upset you. Yeah. I'm sick of like the, um, made you feel some type of way. Or, you've got this kind of... I don't know, as phrases, they just annoy me. Plus, they're American. Yeah, that's part of it. But just hear them all the time. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> the sentiment behind it was, was good. Yeah. It was, it was nice that he went after her immediately comforted her and yeah. they came back in and continued with the with the discussion I agree with what he's saying look we're in it together and we've got each other's backs but I just think he's not romantically interested in yeah. it and it's a, it's very vague isn't it what he's kind of saying is I just want more depth or I want different types of conversations or and I think you know like we said the other day she's quite confused by that perhaps but then she was sort of witness to a conversation at the dinner party that was a bit deeper about love but it felt like she was there but she wasn't involved right when he was talking to Ros and like we said with with Portia yeah with Portia 
Yeah, yeah so they he felt like he was opening up a bit, but it was with other two people. other people in the group. Yeah, not Ella, because yeah, she was there, but I don't think she said anything. Or we didn't see her say anything as part of that conversation. Or I think she might have said, "I haven't been in love before." Yeah, that's so right. So then that was kind that's of it. Right. And that this came up on the on the couch as well. That it's like, does she know who she is? Because mm. you know she's gone through this major life changing yeah. procedures and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And now that's all done, and she sort of has to find her place in the world. She she feels yeah. is she ready to have a have a mm. serious relationship in mm. that in that way? If he's just not feeling it, if he's saying I, w- I want that feeling of being deeply in love again, he would know by now. I think. I think he'd know by now. I think he does know. Yeah. But like you say, maybe you know, you, if you're going to sign up to a process like this, you you owe it to yourself and the other person to give it a fair shot. I suppose, don't you? Yeah. Rather than going, no, that's it, I haven't, you know. We haven't got a connection, that's it, I'm done. Mm-hmm. At least he's going with that and being part of it. It's It feels like a shame for them, because in a lot of ways I like them both. And you wonder if they'd been matched with somebody else, you know. Might have been a very different, well, it would have been a very different journey for them. You can cut that out. Thomas and Roz are just analysing everything to death. It's starting to get annoying now. They're just talking about the same things again and again. Yeah. It's time to draw a line under all that stuff. Yeah. And I sort of feel sorry for for Roz when she's saying, I feel guilty that I don't know how I feel yet. Mm. But that's your answer. It's sort of like the Nathaniel Nathaniel thing. Mm -hmm. If you don't know at this point, that's your answer. You're not into him. Well, I don't know. I think if she, I think if she, I think that she's putting too much pressure on herself to decide how she feels. Does it really have to be a yes or a no on week three? That's not the point of the process, really, is it? The point of the process isn't an instant connection at the altar, yes or no. <laughs> the point of the process is to be matched with someone who the experts think you would be good match with, and go from there. So I don't know if she doesn't, I don't know if she needs to know right now how she feels. Other than we get along and I want to see what happens. You need to have something. Again, as Sarah said last week, you don't need to necessarily just find them physically attractive or or have a, uh, you know, share a sense of humour or something. But there has to be something. And when she was asked, is there other things you like about Thomas? She did say some things, but it, it was that classic thing of, oh, he's nice. Like, that's... You know, it's a bit of a cliche thing that people, you know, ni- yeah. nice is almost an insult in that setting. So, and it, it's not. But she didn't really seem that enthused by him. No. No, but I think with them, there is a lot that we're not seeing. I think they do get on. I think they are getting on. Yeah, they're getting on. I get on with the guy down the shop. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't talk to anybody. <laughs> That's not the same thing. <laughs> no, but I think there is maybe a little bit of spark there. But like you said about the overanalyzing everything, I think they're just putting too much pressure on themselves, especially Roz, to decide how she feels. And I don't know if she needs to decide how she feels right now. Other than, do you want to stay another week or don't you? That's it. But the next week's going to be the same. When do you think they're going to end? It's going to, we're going to be here next week, right? This is my She'll predict. know when she knows. Right, okay. <laughs> She'll I mean, let herself. The series is going to end in the middle of November. It's like she can't, can't keep going. They have to make a decision at, 
at some point, like a proper decision, not just like... Yeah, final vows, that's your proper decision. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe they'll just carry on every yeah. week. We'll go, stop overanalyzing it, stop overanalyzing yeah. it. Then they'll Wait get to final, final vows. vows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the question, the honesty box question was interesting. Mm. Thomas asking Rose, do you think we'll ever be intimate again? Yeah. And she had to say, I don't know. Which she is, I mean, know, it just, it just sums up like a No, yeah, I'm not saying she should, because this is a problem. She tried to force it last time. Yeah. And, you know, it didn't work out well. It made things worse. Yeah. So I'm not suggesting, yeah, just do it, do it again. But it's like, how many times can you pull out, I don't know. It's, it's infuriating when people just keep going, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Well, it is, but I just, I, I feel for Roz because I feel like she's under a lot of pressure. And when you're under a lot of pressure, often it is that I don't know. No? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> there you go, you see. <laughs> a little bit of pressure and we all want to say, I don't know. <laughs> so, as we mentioned before, Sarah has left us some voice notes. Shall we dive into them? I'm yeah. interested to hear what she's going to say. <laughs> well, I imagine it's going to be about... Shonen and Brad. I imagine so. Probably. Yeah. I imagine she's got a lot to say about that. <laughs> right, here we go. Okay. Hello, dears. It's Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I can't do a Scottish accent. I can't do a Scottish accent. No, it's not Mrs. Doubtfire. It's me. It's Sarah. Do you miss me? Um, I'm sending a voice note just to let you know my thoughts, but I'll keep them brief. So, so to start with the intruders all I want to say is one thing this program makes you feel like you are going clinically insane Bianca is beautiful that's all I want to say Bianca is beautiful moving on to the people we know and love um it's interesting watching this program like upsetting and interesting but one thing it is is it shows you how different relationships can be so you're watching Paul and Tasha and she says she feels safe with him and he's over the moon and they're so gorgeous together and then the other extreme you've got um, Brad saying if I allow her to get angry is she ever going to learn and honestly all I can hope is it helps people see how toxic some people are and how controlling and what who to avoid and what behavior to look out for and what behavior to avoid because Paul and Tasha is one extreme and I hope they stay that way because they're absolutely gorgeous and Brad is at the other extreme and it's just really troubling to watch and all I can hope is that it helps educate people on controlling behavior because it's absolutely horrible and I can see Shona I can see her mind working of like what she's going to put up with and what's normal and what's weird and what's what's, what is he doing and how can she stand up for herself and it's just really uncomfortable viewing anyway I miss you guys and I'm looking forward to listening to the episode where I get to hear just your voices (laughs) goodbye dears so I think the lesson we can take from those messages is to not drink and text (laughs) (laughs) Never drink and voice note. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think that's a good segue. I sort of assumed she'd be talking about Shona and Brad yeah. mostly. Um, I think that's a good segue to go on to our main story. Mm-hmm. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so obviously the big story of the week was Shona and Brad. Mm-hmm. And it, it, was, it was straight away before they'd even gone to the dinner party. They were in the apartment and Brad's saying, oh, I feel the communication's really good. And then it's cut into Shona's voiceover. She wasn't actually saying this to him, but she was saying to us, he needs to understand that I often have my own opinions mm. and they're not the same as his. Yeah. But we never actually saw her saying this stuff to him. No, because she feels like she can't say that stuff to him. And I think she is holding a lot back, isn't she? For, in terms of what she thinks, how she feels, because she doesn't feel able to say it. And then they also have gone in so full throttle with how their relationship is. Maybe she then doesn't feel able to say that to anyone else in the group as well. I'm questioning this. I'm feeling that way. Well, she seems quite isolated, which she sort of mm. admitted at the beginning of the uh, dinner party, the oh, mingling yeah. mingling bit, because yeah. they were all saying, oh, yeah, we'll have to organise girls' time and this, and we, you know, we've not re- really spent any time together. And then literally the next next second... She's like, oh, can we go? I want to go and sit with Brad again. Yeah. Like, oh, for God's sake. Like, yeah. I mean, considering that they live together and probably only see each other most days, mm-hmm. every day, the one time that they can get together with other people. Yeah. She then is, oh, I'll see you a lot later. I'm going over. <laughs> yeah. Going over. Back to Brad. I mean, just in that brief period that, uh, that she was talking to the girls. That was where Luke spoke to Brad about what yes. was going on, and Bra- and he did this thing like, "Oh, you can get direct honesty from me. I'll look you look at you both now and say you'll get direct honesty." It's like, well, that's not always an appropriate appropriate yeah. thing, and also you've not really addressed what Luke's asking you. No, and there's a difference between direct honesty and sharing everything, every intimate detail about your relationship with anybody and everybody and that was the issue that Luke was kind of getting at I think wasn't it in that he was sharing a lot of stuff about yeah sex and what's happening between them and all this and Luke you know Luke was saying it was too much mm-hmm. and he was the one on honeymoon talking about the Grand National and all of that <laughs> yeah. and Luke was saying it was too much what Brad was sharing yeah. and we've already had George at the non-drink drinks saying you know, it's, it was too. It was too much. George <laughs> yeah. uh, and Luke think it's too <laughs> much, Brad. You're in trouble. But yeah, that whole uh, you'll get direct honesty from me. It's. Just, I mean, I think Mel said it, didn't she? It's just like a deflection. Like it just. Mm-hmm. It, it. He was kind of just 
bouncing it back to them as mm-hmm. if why are you questioning what I'm saying because I'm just being honest which is a phrase that annoys me right, you know, yeah. you've had those <laughs> phrases that you don't like that phrase annoys me I'm just being honest because that just doesn't mean anything you might think it you don't have to verbalize every thought that comes into your head yeah so you know that's sometimes is, yeah. yeah it's something that re- that really annoys me when people think it's like a free like honesty is a free pass yeah. to, to do whatever you want as though that's that's like the the chief yeah. kind of virtue of it's all, like the of all. God. yeah yeah it's like well it's fine i can say what i want because it, it's honestly how i feel Often it's not the case. It's not <laughs> honestly, honestly how they feel. That's why they say I'm just being honest. Yeah. Because they feel it's a, tr- a trump card. Yeah. But then Brad brought brought Shona over and said, "Oh, Luke, tell Shona what you've been what you've been saying. Tell her what yeah. you've been saying." <laughs> and he did. Yeah. You know, he said the said the same thing, and Shona was. That's where it first started about starting to be worried about how the rest of the group perceive them as a couple because she was thinking oh do you not see you know there's so many layers to us and all this and then we get to the honesty box questions going round. yeah and then it all blew up well brad gave his oh the droning on about (laughs) yeah just going on about this feeling that starts in the base of his spine and goes up to his solar plexus Oh. And then spreads to his shoulders. <laughs> like and he's fucking he's... head, shoulders, knees and toes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how he's really been challenged in this process <laughs> to just let go. Yeah, what, I don't know what he's let go What of. is the challenge? What challenge has there been for those two? Um, yeah, and what has he let go of? I've absolutely no idea. <laughs> the reactions from the other people in the group were so funny. That was funny. When he was it, droning on. Yeah, it <laughs> was like rolling George, their eyes. George oh. was looking at his nails. Portia, <laughs> for the first time, I think, ma- made me laugh and was quite funny, you know, like doing the I see you, oh, I love you. Of him. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Yeah, thanks, Bart. <laughs> like, that was that was ridiculous that I see yeah. you I love. The thing is it's not ridiculous in itself, it's mm. it's cause he's doing it now. And yeah. there's a, there's a lack of credibility in in what he when he talks about his spirituality and the, you know the meditative mm. side of things it just sounds like he doesn't know what he's on about mm. it sounds like waffle that he's waffling yeah. waffling on yeah and like when we were speaking about it the other night I said it's uh, what he's done especially when we come to the way they were in the commitment ceremony mm. and that argument. Well, it wasn't really an argument at the end of the dinner party. Yeah. Like, he's weaponizing wellness. Yeah. So it's all like, you know, because he thinks he's in touch with himself. That again, like the honesty thing that he, that he did earlier, it gives him a trump card. Yeah. I'm so in touch with myself. I'm so in touch with emotions and understanding psychology and, you know, self-awareness mm. that I must be right. And you're, you're you know, too invested in this or external yeah. validation, you know. Yeah. And it's like... Which is judgmental and zenness and spirituality and, you know, meditation and all of that. It's about Mm non-judgment. And he was judging her for having an emotional response to something that is more than natural to have an emotional response to. Well, we were sort of slightly on different sides of this because to a certain extent, I agree with him. There is a point where you've just got to go, 
like I've said this to you before, <laughs> like I do stuff and sometimes our mates w- might think, well, why would you do that? And yeah. I think, yeah, I know it's, uh, it might not make sense to you, but I'm, you know, I've got to fucking do it. It's like, I, I have to decide mm-hmm. what I'm doing and what's important to me. And I can't worry, even if it's my close friends or family or whatever, like I have to make that decision. And you can't worry excessively about how that looks to other people. And everybody knows that. Mm. But that's how it can be weaponized because there is truth in that. But that doesn't mean that people should just walk around in a complete state of ignorance or are able to walk around in a complete state of ignorance as to how the rest of the world feels about them. Yeah. Like, that's impossible. Yeah. She, it's not fair to expect her to feel nothing. Yeah. It's just not fair. That's ridiculous. That's not life. That's not what, you know, being in... That's not what meditation is supposed to bring to you, if you see what I mean. It's not supposed to allow you to feel nothing, because what would be the point in that? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to allow you to feel what you feel without judgment and to be in touch with your internal world, not at the expense of your external world, mm-hmm. which is kind of felt like that's what he was expecting from her. But actually, if he was expecting that from her, why did he ask Luke to tell her what the group had been saying in the first place? You've just reminded me of that. <laughs> and now I'm even more angry at him than I was before. Because what does it matter then? Why would she need to know? If he's expecting her to not care about the group and what they're saying and what have you, why did he then ask Luke to share it with her? She doesn't need to know. Yeah. If we're well, going to rise above it all, we don't need to know, do we? So. Yeah, it's true. And then I would say, you know, given that she had earlier basically decided to sack off the girls... Yeah. Why? Why is she so bothered? Bothered about them? Because it's yeah. like you've got the opportunity to be mates with them, but why are you bothered about what they, what they think of you? Yeah. But again, the the obviously the all the red flags are from from Brad. But and a lot of their com- a lot of what he has said to her has kind of felt isolating. I think as well. Why are you bothered about them? It's not about them. Or didn't he say something like, "I came here to get married." I didn't come here to make friends. Yeah. So it's just me and you in this. Not No one else in this matters. It's only me and you. It's very isolating, controlling language, that really. Mm-hmm. And that is splitting her off from the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. Which again is not, it's part of the experience. And again, just contradictions in what he, what he says, where you don't need any external validation. But he also wants to teach her and have her be an external influence on her in terms of making her think. Basically, don't listen to them, listen to me. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) They don't exist, I do. They're not important, I am. Yeah. Again, it's that kind of you and me against the world thing, you know, that it doesn't, it's not a battle. It doesn't have to be a battle. And he totally didn't get it that when the experts were saying, like, you don't allow her to do do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And if he can just float above everything and nothing external bothers him, why did it bother him so much to the point where he had to shout shut up at her? Yeah. That yeah. she was upset about it. Yeah, yeah. No, this is it. He's a he's a highly spiritual being. <laughs> but uh he gets pissed off like everyone else. At her? Yeah. <laughs> he's pissed off that she doesn't pick her shoes up. That she gets annoyed don't by... Don't put the pots away. Don't put the pots away. Gets annoyed that other people think badly of him. But yeah. But the point 
I don't know if Luke actually said this when he was when he was in that position of having to explain what the group think of them. Mm. All the group have seen of them is just excessive public displays of affection and yeah. them saying, we're in love, I love you babes, love you babes, Bradley, you know, like, yeah. it's not like, it just rings hollow. Mm. It, you know, again, as Sarah had said, the lady doth protest too much, yeah. you know, it just, it just doesn't really seem, and not genuine in the sense of, I think they're faking it. Mm. It just you can look at it and say ah, it's not going to last that yeah which everyone everyone has and we might be proven wrong we might be proven wrong but mm. what do we think about their time on the commitment ceremony couch apart from what Mel said well I thought it was good that Paul acknowledged the why do you need external validation but you didn't give her you know mm. acknowledge her her feelings yeah I thought that he handled, was good. That, handled that quite well yeah you yeah. didn't yeah he did shut he was basically trying to stop her from feeling what she was feeling wasn't he mm-hmm. and paul found a way to kind of highlight that it looked to me like brad thought he was on a level with paul Mm. And they were they were debating, you know, the the best mes- best methods of therapy to help Shona. <laughs> he was saying, "Yeah, I'm kind of in a catch twenty two, really, aren't I? Because ah. yeah, I've only got, I can only worry about my own internal vessel. But then, if I allow her to get angry, how's she ever going to learn? No, oh, yeah, <laughs> she doesn't need to learn anything from you. That's not what you're there. Well, I was going to say that's not what you're there for. I mean, we do learn from each other, and obviously, we're learning relationships." But that straight away, like, kind of smacks of I'm the person in charge here, mm-hmm. doesn't it? But I've got to teach you lots of things. It puts him in a I'm better than you position. Mm-hmm. And there's something for Shona, I think, perhaps that feels familiar about that. So the falling into this pattern of, you know, she thinks he's better than her. Yeah. And she's able to say that. I think she's kind of said that. I think he wouldn't say, I think I'm better than her. Because he knows that's so flagrantly yeah. like uh, uh, offensive to, yeah. you know. But there's a say. feel of that, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. And well. I think Mel picked up on that. She's our own person. She can think, you know, she's our own thinking person. Yeah, well, that's how it came. It's all part of the does he, does he preach to oh, you. Oh, yes, that was it. Yeah. Does he preach to you? And then Shona <laughs> seemed to want <laughs> Acknowledgement of from from Brad before actually answering. It was yeah, it was as if she needed to get permission from him mm. to answer that. Que- it was as if she was looking at him to say, "How should I answer that question?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he jumped and in, we tried to said, jump like, into yeah, it yeah, for you, her. You could, yeah, yeah, you could say, "I do." Like, yeah, as if that was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I think he thinks it's uh, it's again just being honest. So you yeah, know. well, because mm-hmm. <laughs> then Mel tried to pull him up on the language, didn't she? Like. Do you notice that you're using language like if I let her, if I allow her? And he went, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So> he, <laughs> he kind of, that's not quite what Mel was getting at. Yeah, yeah, he, he missed he missed the point. But again, just weaponizing wellness. He's mm. like, you know, all this internal vessel, you know, external validation things. Like all, all Instagram quotes are often true, but they're, they're, they're just like, short sentences they're not meant to be what you build your life around yeah. you know you can look at them and say they're, they're, yeah they're, they're useful as little nuggets but you, you you can't just build a whole ideology around yeah. them 
it's a shame i think because it's like that toxic positivity thing isn't it it's like you can't be positive at the expense of genuine feelings or at the expense of something genuinely shitty that's happened yeah you know like there are you can try and look for positive elements to things you can try and you know reframe things or whatever but you can't just say nope there is nothing bad (laughs) you must never feel like that again because everything's great and we rise above everything that's just that just isn't life yeah yeah and that's not what you know meditation being zen spirituality is about Mm -hmm. it's it's about understanding your internal experience and kind of accepting it and acknowledging it not cutting off from it and everything's great everything's brilliant it will always be brilliant yeah. isn't it isn't it <laughs> it's not always going to be brilliant <laughs> final episode this week was about the intruder couples yeah this is the one i had to watch after i'd done my done my gig it was handy actually watching it on uh for on demand so no adverts yeah i don't know how much there is to talk about with these four well as we said it's it's strange isn't it because you're suddenly meeting brand new people again mm. you're back to you're back to the beginning and it was it was interesting enough i mean I think the the of the two couples, the one that seemed to get most attention was JJ and Bianca. Yep. JJ who's been in LA and his Victoria's <laughs> Secret supermodel girlfriend who cheated yeah. on him. Well basically JJ's old life was a music video. <laughs> yeah, in when my he was in, opinion. The, in the club. And then he walked into the club and that girl just stroked his shoulder <laughs> and down his arm. That doesn't happen. Yeah. And yeah. then he's like popping the champagne and like. Come well, again, on. it was just like, it, it was obviously just a scene created to give the, that Im, that impression of, yeah. his, of his lifestyle, which may well have been his lifestyle. It I might have been. You know, I'd, I've never been outdated models in, in LA. No. He's <laughs> <laughs> stuck to Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> but it seems like he's sort of, I, I, you know, I just wonder what is it, you know, I don't want to sound, sound mean, but what is it about him that's attracting, attracting models? Like, I wouldn't say of the group of lads we have there that, mm. you know, say what you want about Brad, but he's good looking. Although a lot of people have said he's less good looking than, than <laughs> over, the last, exactly. over the last week. Not so good looking anymore. So maybe maybe the reverse is true. Once yeah. we get to know JJ and he's got a sparkling personality, maybe he's, uh, his chat is so good that he can attract Victoria's Secret models. Yeah. Or maybe his belief in himself is such uh-huh. that other people buy into that too. And it sounds like, from what he was saying, there's sort of a scene in LA. Right. So, you know, if you're on the scene and you're known on the scene and, you know, didn't he mention the cars? The cars were brilliant at attracting women or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I really like being with my ex-girlfriend. She was really, 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 really pretty. <laughs> Again, online, I've seen someone oh, say he's kind of like he's kind of like Jay from the Inbetweeners. <laughs> <laughs> she but, was so pretty, and the relationship was so good that it clearly ended badly, though. Well, he did say it was it was very volatile. Oh, okay, I must have missed that. Yeah, but 
what you want from him really is to he's clearly disappointed with how Bianca looks oh which is surprising she's good looking yeah she is she's gorgeous I'm so I'm sad about that because oh. I think she seems so invested like quite quickly doesn't she mm-hmm. and she was really like complimenting him a lot yeah she was saying you look handsome or I like your eyes or whatever it was I can't yeah. remember and she, she basically outright asked him do you feel an attraction to me and he, he's, his response was Max was a was a model <laughs> oh he sort of, cutting yeah he sort of he sort of dodged his way around the I don't even know if he even meant to do it intentionally mm. but he should have consciously made an effort to say something complimentary yeah. to her it's just yeah. sort of you know, kind of, kind of. It's a wedding day. Yeah, I thought the the other wedding, Erica and Jordan. Mm-hmm. It was almost the first thing out of his mouth, and I think. Yeah. He, he said, "You look beautiful. You look stunning." It's words to that yeah. effect, and it was so quick. I thought, was he going to say that? Whatever. And I think if he was, good. Good. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what most of our grooms did. Yeah. To be fair. Right. I think it was. They were all in there pretty quickly. With yeah, kind of complimenting their bride. Which is what you should do. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's just common sense. Yeah. But JJ was like struggling to make eye contact with her and I don't even... You know. Oh, the vows were a bit awkward because of that. Yeah. We barely looked at her. Mm. I found that a bit awkward and also that just made me really sad for her. Yeah. Because I think she, she was taken with him sort of, you know, quickly. Yeah. And she was in that space of wanting to kind of have that magical moment at the altar or whatever you know yeah yeah and he was barely even looking at her yeah it was and their family's so sweet yeah so i just worry because you know at the wedding he was talking to his mates about Mm. she wouldn't be my type she wouldn't turn my head in the club (laughs) uh the dad the dad was saying you can't just leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't just leave. That was interesting. Was it yeah. was leaving being discussed? Like you yeah. can't just is this JJ's track record? He yeah. just leaves. Well, it was like I put on Twitter that it was like someone being coerced into staying in the mob rather than being <laughs> like married to who seems like a really lovely woman. You like, can't no just leave JJ. <laughs> yeah. One more job. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I feel it's it's not started off on a good footing but no. he hasn't done anything overtly bad he should have complimented her yeah but you can f- almost forgive all that because look if he again if he's not attracted to her that's just sort of a gut feeling isn't it yes you don't really have much control over that he could have had maybe more control over his reaction yes but with a bit of time and you know, a bit more removed from the pressure of the day mm-hmm. maybe We'll see this this um, sparkling personality that is a, a magnet for Victoria's Secret models. <laughs> Who must tower over him. He doesn't, seem, <laughs> he doesn't seem very tall. I mean, it's hard to tell on, on TV. But Is he like Britain's Leonardo DiCaprio, do you think? Is Isn't he not he tall? Always, well, aren't they What, you aren't mean going out with women half his age? <laughs> if that, Maybe he's not, not there half. yet, is he, JJ? <laughs> no. He's not quite as good looking as Leo, is he? <laughs> there's a yeah. There's some good stats about like I think it's 24 or something is the age of when when you age out from dating DiCaprio. Oh. 
24? It's ridiculously young. I'd have to look it up. But someone did a graph. Oh, my God. <laughs> How old is he now? It's got to be double that. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't even oh. think half his age is. If you're half his age, you're already far too you're already fucking too old. old. Yeah. Oh, no, please. <laughs> the other wedding, Jordan and Erica. Mm-hmm. I like them, I think. Yeah? I have reservations about them both. Yeah. But... Erica, I don't know why, I, I, I thought she might annoy me from when it first started and just mm. like, you know, I've dated everyone in Edinburgh. Well, not dated, you know, there's <laughs> my... Uh, I think she said she dated the good looking ones. Right. Didn't okay. she? Yeah, but she was kind of jokey and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think like, she's, yeah. She seemed, she seemed all right, to be fair. Um, the dancing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's a dancer, isn't she? Yeah. I put, okay, put this on Twitter. You know, Mel's a really good dancer. Did we see that on Instagram? Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. seeing it. Yeah, yeah. So get her on Strictly. Yeah, do they do? Do they do an? They must do an Australian Strictly. Yeah, Dancing with the Stars, maybe. Oh, yeah. that's the American one. But yeah, you want to go on the British one, don't you? Want to you? go on the British one? <laughs> Mel could get on the British one. Uh, but would, then would you hate it because she's too good? Mm, well, you have to be careful on Strictly, don't you? As, <laughs> as we know. Yeah. For more on that, listen to our Strictly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Jordan, who's the personal trainer, mm-hmm. they went through the whole Jack Grealish thing, which I just, the, the whole, the haircut mm. is, uh, I find it distracting, his haircut. Yeah, I think Erica was a bit distracted by it walking down the aisle as well, wasn't she? Yeah, she I mean. so taken with it. Yeah, we don't like to talk about people's looks and things, but I feel it's, um, <clears throat> in, a, a different haircut would suit him, suit him yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that familiar with Jack Grealish, but you know, right? I get it, the hairdo, whatever. Yeah, well, but he's got think... a, he's got a particular look, and right. I, I don't quite know because um, he's not part of our jigsaw. The new in, the intruders, we haven't been sent uh, puzzle pieces for um... a puzzle pieces and more prosecco. <laughs> yeah, uh, for the for the intruders. So offhand, I don't know how old Jordan is, but he might be at that age where. He re- you know, he's sort of cultivating the same look because mm. he, he can. I remember there was a guy at uni who was in the same sort of bracket of looks as Brad Pitt. And he just sort of... Wow. Yeah, he was a good-looking good looking lad. But the thing is, he, he properly played up to it, <laughs> which in a way I get, but he'd, he'd over-egg the pudding. I remember seeing him just stood in a pub leaning at a bar smouldering. It's like, <laughs> well, you're better looking than me, but you look a twat. <laughs> <laughs> the smouldering doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, just a, an aesthetic choice. I'm not sure, but mm. as a person, he seems nice. But he needs yeah. to fucking shut up. Oh, that was quite <laughs> funny. It was funny. But I may just I, I, I don't know if it was nerves. I thought that it was nerves. Yeah, but it did, must have been because it seems to me like Erica's a bit of a talker as well. Yeah, she so couldn't, she couldn't get fucking for her to not be able to get a word. <laughs> God, who do you think could? Uh, can you imagine? Jordan and Sarah talking. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of hoping it was nerves from Jordan mm. just talking that much. Although he did say when he was there playing pool that he's always chirping away and he just doesn't know how to end a sentence. <laughs> so maybe it is just naturally who he is. Yeah. And maybe he'll learn to sort of curb that. Because he seems like a nice bloke and everything. Yeah, he does. Yeah. They, they have the shared family history, you know, some troubled childhood. <clears throat> yeah, and a lot to do with grandparents. Yeah. Wasn't there for both of them. She mm-hmm. lives with 
her grandparents. Yes. He talked about how important her, his granddad was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I wonder if they'll bond over that kind of, like you say, maybe difficult history. Well, they had a, they they did say that, didn't they? They had that shared shared thing, and the, and you know, there's sexual attraction. They had a mm. kiss mm. at the at the end of the wedding wedding day, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think probably there's more optimism around about them mm-hmm. as a match than there is about JJ and Bianca as a match, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. We'll have to see how it goes on their honeymoons because next episode is their honeymoons and then yeah. getting back to the original couple's intimacy week. Are we not getting the other intruders then? No, well, I guess not. The um, the the next episode preview was... Honeymoons. Inti- honeymoons was and that, yeah. in- intimacy week because I saw George rubbing Peggy's feet. So I guess maybe oh, the, I other, the other couples are coming in maybe later in the week. Oh. Oh, wow. So it's sort of two sets of intruders, maybe. Oh, my goodness. Right, okay. Before we go, we actually had some questions submitted to us. With Sarah not being here, we thought we'd uh, if we needed some other stuff to talk about. Uh, so thank you for the people who've submitted some questions. First one, Mark Maxim on Twitter. Who would win in a twat-off, Harrison or Brad? Oh, no! This has come up quite a lot, actually, because people okay. have been comparing him to Harrison. Well, it's a natural comparison, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think Harrison was funnier. Harrison made me laugh a couple of times. Brad's fucking boring. Mm. Yeah, Harrison had some random facial expressions. I remember quite early on with Harrison at a dinner party where Melinda was sort of prodding him, saying, well, things have changed with you and uh, you and Bronte since last week. And he was going, I appreciate you noticing, thank you. And gave her, like, a little, little smirk where he knew he was being, like... that He knew that wasn't yeah. what she was getting at, so he, yeah. he was being a bit of a dick to her. It was quite funny. So it was stuff like that I thought was, I thought was fun. And... He was deliberate, and he would say in his little two-camera pieces, ah, oh, people aren't talking about the fact that Claire just doesn't like Jesse, so I'm going to say it. It was more entertaining, at least. Yeah. But- he was much more into cause and drama in the group. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the difference. They both have this uh, this like, idea that they're highly intellectual. Yeah. You know, very self-aware, rational rational beings <laughs> but I, I think I think Brad's is worse mm. I think he's worse I think in in what way in in that way that I think I, d- I don't think he would ever accept any well I know Harrison wouldn't either but Brad won't accept any external criticism like because he'll just think I don't need to, I don't need to because yeah I'm aware of what is going on inside my vessel you know yeah but do you think, Brad, uh, yeah? Do you think Brad almost kind of thinks he's taking on the external criticism, but actually then doesn't? So yes. you know, like what the experts have said oh, to him this God, week, yeah. he was fully on board with that yeah. at the end of that commitment ceremony. Yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's what we'll do this week. Brilliant, great. Oh God, that's but even is worse. He actually, yeah, that's able even worse. to do it. He, he thinks, thinks he can. Yeah, I'm such a again rational being that I can take that criticism on mm-hmm. board, and that makes me an even better person. The fact that I'm so open that I can absorb criticism and change and things. 
Yeah, but you've not changed. You've not taken it on board. <laughs> you just know that that is what a good person would do. Yeah. But you've not actually done it. Yeah. And you, now you've got even more language to try yeah, and explain yeah. it away. You're right. Yeah. Oh, God. Whereas Harrison <laughs> would just be like, nah, I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is we don't know who would win, but we're enjoying talking about them. <laughs> um, another question. Nicola at Nick Sull, again on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I want to know if they gave Shona any advice behind the scenes about Brad's controlling behaviour. Mm. I don't know if during the process, but from, I don't know, from what we heard uh, from Sophie last week, there's always ongoing um, help available in that mm. sense, you know, mental well-being, uh, which you're definitely got, not going to get from Brad. <laughs> so, um, I think that's always available, but I don't know how much they would actually intervene yeah. in that, unless it's obviously like you know there's some dramatic inter- I mean she's not even got up off the settee and walked away like what is the yeah. point where someone would intervene again it's been on Twitter that you know oh, this body language that body language and mm. people with far more experience of those situations than I do mm. can spot these things and I might totally miss them yeah so in short I don't I don't know but I know that if she wanted help I know that it is there for her mm-hmm. but I don't know how much any professionals there intervene unless it gets to a very obvious point yeah and therein lies the problem with Mm. this type of control behavior manipulation you know whatever you want to call it is that it's not obvious Mm -hmm. and it's not kind of in your face and it's not sort of oh my goodness i need to intervene here because someone's in danger or you know it's it's so well, it's probably not that subtle because we're all seeing it now. <laughs> but it's kind of not so obvious that the intervening perhaps doesn't happen when maybe it does need to. <laughs> and who knows, Shona may be at a point where she will ask for help. Maybe. I hope not. You hope not. <laughs> you hope she doesn't ask anybody for any help. Yeah. She doesn't need anything from anybody. Remember? No, she doesn't need any external validation. What? Um, no. What? Sorry. What I meant by that was that I hope that she uh, recognises the situation yeah. and manages it herself because ultimately that is the most that is the strongest position to be in. Now, you, yeah. know, you know, you might well need help in those situations, and there's no shame or weakness in getting mm, that help mm. but ultimately she has to recognize the problem and then and then Maybe she then can o- overcome help. it yeah you know I, I think i think there's a good she it seems to me like she is maybe seeing beginning to see what other people are seeing but is obviously still more more than that still trapped in the whole oh mm. well we love each other kind of thing mm. but i can start to see things starting to turn maybe just the very beginnings of it yeah and i think she does have a lot of awareness about how she feels Mm -hmm. oh she doesn't cut off from them sorry sorry something else that came up we forgot to talk about when we were talking about them specifically he'd said that you know she hadn't had any hardship and somebody tweeted right yeah to say has he forgotten? And I must admit, I'd forgotten that she'd, she'd battled bulimia. Yeah, that's right. So she did I think that, she had some she hardship. I'd say so, yeah. How, um, yeah, well, the whole thing makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> right, final question before we go. I have a nosy... Qu- oh, this is Charlotte Hazel at Charlotte Loves Books 
Oh, hi, me too. I love books. I'm fucking <laughs> reading while maths is on. <laughs> I have a nosy question. Which maths couple of all time would you say you and Claire are most like? Yeah, I saw this. Right. Did you have any thoughts? Well, no. <laughs> I saw it and I think I replied saying, oh, that's going to take some thinking about. <laughs> and then now we're talking about it and I haven't had the chance. Um, well, I don't know because I was trying to think of a couple, because I was thinking, oh, well, we should be painted in a good light, obviously. So I was trying to think of a successful couple. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get very far with that. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was trying to think of a couple that maybe are a bit older Mm -hmm. than your usual maths lot. So the couple that I kept thinking of, and I'm not saying we are like them, but the couple that I kept thinking of was Carmen Jules. Right. (laughs) Because I thought they're successful. Yeah, they're a bit older. She's got red hair. (laughs) I follow them on Instagram. (laughs) She's doing the whole body positivity thing. And yeah, I'm into that. Right. But... I don't yeah I think we're not Dan like them in lots of ways <laughs> Dan and Sandy I don't know are you trying to tell me something <laughs> no I don't know I can't think whose personality is really like like mine I'm quite unique <laughs> do you think there's never been anyone as funny as you on life <laughs> yeah. is that what it is <laughs> no it's common jewels isn't it it's yeah. common jewels Oh. <laughs> all right well on that sickening note <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back on tuesday with sarah uh i'm sure she'll have a lot to say so for now goodbye from me omar abid goodbye from me claire Omar abid and i see you i love you no <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.